0: You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, coming at you from beautiful central Florida. Thank you so much for Taking a few minutes out to listen to today's episode. Really important topic we're going to dive into uh, because this question will help kind of lay the foundation for uh, several of the next few episodes and some interviews. Uh, This is episode 89, and I'm going to answer the question what is a charismatic versus a cessationist? Uh, In episode 86, I answered the question what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And when does it happen? And in that episode, I mentioned there were two separate camps of people. And so let me kind of just go back into that idea. There is one camp that says that when someone is saved, when someone experiences salvation, that they are both forgiven of their sin. They are invited into the family of God. So salvation takes place and they are fully baptized in the Holy Spirit. That that all happens at one time. There is a second group of people that, that believe That people are saved, they experience salvation, but that at a separate time, they experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that there's a gap in time. Now, sometimes that gap is short, maybe just a few minutes, maybe a few days. In some cases, it may be a lot longer. Maybe it's a few years. In in some cases, there are people in that camp of Christianity that would say, um, hey, I believe that there are people who maybe are saved but they never experienced baptism of the Holy Spirit because they never asked God for it. So they end up dying and they go to heaven because they're Christians, but they've never experienced the fullness of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Where again, there's two separate kind of camps within Christianity. Um, the first camp of people, you know, there, there, there's all kinds of different names for the people, but ultimately these are people who would just say it all happens at one time. Um, full disclosure, I am in that camp. I would say that it all happens uh, at one instance. The second camp are people who say no, it's separate. That camp of people are typically referred to as Pentecostals or charismatics. Um, they, a lot of time the word charismatic is used. Uh, just kind of they talk about the idea they believe in the, uh, the, the, the charismatic gifts of the Holy Spirit or, or sometimes in those church circles in those different denominations that believe that, there's kind of a, a strong emphasis on certain spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit. Uh, and that's why they kind of get labeled Pentecostal or charismatic. Um, the, you know, obviously the word Pentecost it comes from Acts chapter two. It was on the day of Pentecost that that, that the that the early church received the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time, and that they uh, and that they spoke in tongues. So a lot of churches that are called Pentecostal um, oftentimes there is a, a strong emphasis or a, a str- yeah just kind of a strong emphasis on the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues. Now, in episode 88, I covered the idea of spiritual gifts, and I, I gave you a long list of all the different types of spiritual gifts. There's, there's a bunch of them. Um, most Charismatics and Pentecostals, well, pretty much all of them, believe that, the, that all of those spiritual gifts are still in play for today, meaning that they, they were all in play in the first century when the early church was being developed, and that all throughout the centuries, all of those gifts have been in play, that different people have different spiritual gifts. Now, even within charismatic and Pentecostal churches, there's some disagreement as to who gets what gifts or how. There's some division on that. I'll get to that in just a second. Um, the, the other camp, um, the non-charismatic or non-Pentecostal Christians believe, or a lot of them would say, um, that the that the gifts of the Holy Spirit or the, all the spiritual gifts that, that I labeled in, in, in episode 88, that most of them are still in play for today, but some of them are have stopped, and there is a particular group of people within Christianity referred to as cessationists. That means they believe that the gifts have ceased, or that certain gifts have ceased. Uh, and then again, within cessationist camps, there are some disagreement or some division as to which gifts have ceased. Right. So some people say all you know that um, all of the spiritual gifts are in place for today, except speaking in tongues. Um, and the speaking in tongues and healings and miracles and apostleship have ended there are other cessationists that would say well only speaking in tongues and apostleship has ended but but miracles and healings are still taking place like there's some division but but generally speaking charismatics believe that all of the gifts are still in play cessationists believe that some of the gifts have ceased again which gifts have ceased or not there is some disagreement. Amongst cessationists, there is a third group of Christians. This is the camp that I belong to. That I would say I subscribe to. This idea is is what has recently been kind of called a continualist. That means that we believe that the Holy Spirit has continued to work today in the exact same way He worked in the first century. Um, so in that way, we would kind of be similar to Charismatics, but we don't believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is unique or distinct from salvation. Okay, so I know I just talked a lot and it could be a little confusing, but let me just give you the three camps again very clearly. Charismatics or Pentecostals, uh, sometimes that term is, is used interchangeably. There's slight differences, but we're just kind of going to, for, for the sake of ease, we're going to just kind of call that one large camp. One large segment of Christianity, the Charismatics or the Pentecostals, they would say that when you are saved, you are indwelled with the Holy Spirit, but you are baptized with the Holy Spirit at a later date. It's distinct. And they would believe that that once you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, that all of the spiritual gifts are 100% still in play, that God could potentially give you any one of those spiritual gifts, that none of them have ceased. The cessationist says that salvation and the baptism in the Holy Spirit happen at the same time. They are not unique. They are not distinct. So cessationists disagree with charismatics in this way. And cessationists also say that uh, that some of the gifts of the Spirit have ceased. They are no longer functioning, that God has stopped giving those particular spiritual gifts. Um, and then the third camp, the third view is the continuous view, and that is that we agree with charismatics that all of the spiritual gifts are in play, but we agree with cessationists in that baptism of the Holy Spirit and salvation happen at the same time. I know that's a little bit confusing, a little hard to follow, but so this is what I'm going to do. I'm on the podcast, or excuse me, on my website at TheologyForTheRestOfUs.com. In the show notes for this episode, I'm going to put up a chart that I created for a theology class that I taught at my church here a few weeks ago, and I'm going to kind of explain what are the different camps, and, and that way you can visually see it. So if you're really interested, you can go back and see exactly what each one believes. But again, it's sufficient to say Charismatics and Pentecostals say there's a distinction between salvation and baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and all of the gifts are in play. Um, continualists, like myself, say there is no distinction between baptism of the Holy Spirit and salvation, and all of the gifts are in play. Cessationists say there is no distinction between those two events, but some of the gifts are in play and some are not. Now, within each camp, there's are slight divi- no, uh, divisions or slight disagreements. Within charismatic and Pentecostal camps, there are some of them that would say, that every time you receive the Holy Spirit, you will always speak in tongues. They believe that there is a certain segment that say that, yes, all of the spiritual gifts are in play, and that and that there's one spiritual gift that every Christian gets, and that's speaking in tongues. Um, I disagree with that. I think in 1 Corinthians 12, it makes it very clear. There's a long list of spiritual gifts, and Paul says that God determines who gets what spiritual gifts. So I clearly disagree with my charismatic and Pentecostal brethren um, on that front. But again, not all charismatics say that. Not all Pentecostals say that. Some do, some don't. There's some division, Um, and then amongst cessationists, there's some division and dispute, kind of uh, disagreement. Just the idea of like, some say that all the gift, or that certain gifts have ceased. Some say that only one or two have ceased. The major one that is often discussed is the the spiritual gift of apostleship. Um, There's some cessation to say that that particular gift has ceased, that only the early apostles had the gift of apostleship, meaning that they were the only ones that had the authority to write Scripture. They were the only ones that could boldly and authoritatively, didactically speak on behalf of God in such a way that we would take their writings as being absolute authority and absolutely inerrant. Only the apostles had the ability to do that. So once the last apostle died, When the apostle John died, he was the last one to die. We believe that the spiritual gift of apostleship has died out. I happen to believe that that is the case. I do believe that the spiritual gift of leadership is clearly still in place, that God still gives um, the gift of pastoring clearly to people, that there's definitely leaders and elders within the church, but I do not believe that we have modern day apostles. I do not believe that is a gift that is still uh, alive and available for Christians Today. Again, God hasn't changed his character, right? We want to make it clear. People say, well, sometimes some people will say, uh, well, you believe God has changed. No, I don't. God's character and nature has not changed. But I do believe that the way that God has given certain gifts has shifted over the years. And the one spiritual gift that I see in Scripture that is no longer being used, no longer needed. Uh, is the gift of apostleship. God gave us the early apostles to give us the Bible, to give us the canon. Once the Bible was written and completed, there's no longer ne- no longer a need for that spiritual gift. There is, however, still a need for the spiritual gift of leadership and pastoring and prophecy and preaching and teaching. And those clearly are gifts uh, that are clearly uh, still alive and well today and should be utilized by leaders uh, within the church. I believe the spiritual gifts are of extreme importance. They're a big part of of the building of the body of Christ, and I believe that we should be encouraging every believer to discover their spiritual gifts and to utilize those gifts within the context of their local church, again, for the encouragement and for the building up uh, of each local church and the overall body of Christ. If you're interested in studying this topic and you want to really read more, I want to encourage you to check out a few different books. The first one is a book called our miraculous gifts for today. This is a book um, that basically gives us four different views. Of the four views, it covers the three bu- the three views I've covered in this podcast. And then there's a fourth view called the third wave view. It's a minority view. I don't, I don't feel like I, I really have the time to, to cover that here. But if you're really interested, you can go check out that book. Um, Wayne Grudem and Sam Storms are two of my favorite authors. They are two of the four contributors On that book. Again, it's called Our Miraculous Gifts for Today. Uh, The other book I wanna highly encourage any person out there um, to check out is a book called Convergence Spiritual Journeys of a Charismatic Calvinist, written by one of my favorite authors, a guy by the name of Dr. Sam Storms. I wanna highly encourage you. Uh, particularly if you're someone that's been wrestling, maybe you come from a more reformed cessationist perspective and you're maybe trying to be open to the gifts of the spirit or maybe you're like me, you come from a more charismatic background but you saw a lot of abuses and you feel like you saw a lot of gifts of the spirit uh, being used inappropriately and you're not really sure what's the right way to kind of manage those and kind of navigate those, I want to encourage you to check out this book. Again, it's called Convergence, Spiritual Journeys of a Charismatic Calvinist written by Dr. Sam Storms. Check out that book. I sure hope this has been helpful and insightful. If there's anyone out there that would uh, has any questions, that maybe you need some clarity, maybe you disagree with me, you want to challenge me, please feel free to shoot me an email. The best address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. It's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Quick reminder, that one of the best places you can connect with me is on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.